Happy Tuesday, everyone. Karen Fontenot here welcoming you to another episode of Genesis on Tuesday, where we study the great first book of the Bible, the book of beginnings, Genesis, where we find every doctrine of scripture included in this book, along with God's great plan of redemption for us in and through Jesus Christ. Now, let's get right into the content. Genesis, continuing in chapter 1 and now moving into verse 4. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. Open our eyes, O Lord. I do pray today that I may behold great and wondrous things out of thy law. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I pray. Amen. As we go into verse 4, and God is talking about how he brought forth the light out of the darkness, and I hope that um, I hope that I established properly in just to make sure this that there hasn't been any misunderstanding but that in verse one you know God created the heavens and the earth and I hope I've established properly that that what he created in the first place was good and perfect and was meant to be inhabited that it but it became chaotic and that that word um, in verse two and the earth was without form and void that word was doesn't mean it's not the verb to be but it is to it became and I want to now develop that a bit further by going to Jeremiah and turning to Jeremiah chapter 4, verses 23 to 26, where Jeremiah, uh, God takes him back in time, and he takes him to that period, that somewhere between verse 1 and verse 2, and let's read what Jeremiah has to say. Verse 23, I beheld the earth, and lo, it was without form and void, and the heavens, and they had no light. Isn't that interesting? So there's no light. I beheld the mountains, and lo, they trembled, and all the hills moved lightly. I beheld, and no, there was no man and all the birds of the heaven were fled. I beheld, and lo, the fruitful place was a wilderness, and all the cities thereof were broken down at the presence of the Lord and by his fierce anger. Now that, especially, you know, when he talks about uh, the the Lord, the fierce anger of the Lord, and that 
again goes into, I don't think I read that scripture, this one the other day, but it goes along with the, um, just be the prevailing thought and what scripture seems to uh, indeed support is that what provoked the anger of God was the rebellion that occurred there in heaven and how that, you know, the earth became chaotic after the rebellion of Satan in heaven. But what I wanted to, what stood out to me more than anything in this case was that here Jeremiah says that the heavens, uh, he said what the earth was without form and void and the heavens and they had no light. So here in verse four or in verse three, God calls forth the light. He says, light be. So he's, you know, bringing the light back in, restoring the light. And then in verse four, or God said, let there be light. There was light. And then in verse four, God saw the light that it was good. And so now we pick up where we left off last time. And God divided the light from the darkness. This is one of two divisions that we see God perform. And the second one we'll get to later uh, where he divided the waters. But here he's dividing the light. And then later we'll see how he divides the waters. But he's you know, making a space, um, you know, the light and the darkness, that's the division. They are not the same. And isn't it interesting that, you know, when it can be the darkest night, the darkest dark, but when the sun comes up, what happened to the dark? Well, I don't know what happened to it, but it's not there anymore. <laughs> um, you know, light comes on the scene and the dark goes, you know, um, they don't cohabitate or coexist, if you will. And um, isn't it likewise remarkable how you can um, approach a dark room, but yet you can flip on you can flip the light switch on and the darkness flees. It's just, you know, again, where did the darkness go? I don't know, but it's completely overtaken by the light. There's no hint of it anymore. And um, to even to that end, you know, even we can, that is evidenced by how much benefit even a single candle can give, you know, if you don't have any of the in a power outage and you have a candle and anywhere that you take it it will dispel the darkness so you know the division of light from the darkness and actually i feel compelled to read that again because he didn't it didn't say that god divided the light and the dark no he didn't it didn't just say he divided them but it says, if I would read it exactly, he says, and God, 
divided the light from the darkness. He divided the light from the darkness. I'm thinking about how uh, he called, when he called Abraham in chapter 12, and he told him, uh, go come out, uh, leave Ur of the Chaldees where you are, come out from that place to a land where I will, to a land that I will show you. Um, Ur of the Chaldees where he had lived, where he was from, that was a place where they uh, were known to serve the moon and multiple gods and um, but they did not know you know El Shaddai God Most High Jehovah God and he's telling him come from that um, he when he delivered his people out of Egypt he said and this actually this epithet for lack of a better word became even a part of his name he said I am the God of your fathers what the God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob who brought you out of the land the land of Egypt which Egypt was dark they were in bondage and he says I brought you out so God divides the light from the darkness. Amen? It needs to be said here that that is the only division or separation is another word, you know, division, uh, separation, distinction that God makes is with respect to light and darkness. And of course, of course, by no means, he's not in any way talking about skin color or anything ridiculous of that nature. Um, you know, I continue to believe and say that uh, racism, you know, based on skin color is probably in the top two or got to for sure be in the top three of the biggest lies and, you know, fraud that the devil ever perpetrated on mankind to uh, to divide people based upon the thin, the amount or lack of melanin in the outermost layer, the thin outermost layer of their skin. No, 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 no. That makes no difference with God. The only the distinction that he makes is between light and dark. And those terms, light and dark, is a distinction, again, that he makes. And light and dark is also referred to or is synonymous with righteousness and unrighteousness. This is evidenced and expanded upon beautifully in Exodus, the eighth chapter, in verse 23. But I would like to start uh, in verse 20. Now, this, these are speaking of the plagues of Egypt where um, Pharaoh refused to obey the word of Moses, the word of the Lord through Moses, saying, let my people go. So Exodus chapter 8 and verse 20, 
I'll start reading. And the Lord said unto Moses, Rise up early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh. Lo, he cometh forth to the water. I love that. <laughs> like Pharaoh, he's like, go, go, go see him. He's going to be out by the pool. <laughs> so go tell him what I said. I love that. Lo, he cometh forth to the water and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Let my people go that they may serve me. Verse 21, Else, if thou wilt not let my people go, behold, I will send swarms of flies upon thee and upon thy servants and upon thy people and into thy houses and the houses of the Egyptians shall be full of swarms of flies and also the ground whereon they are. Verse 22, now listen. And I will sever, I will, I will separate, I will sever in that day the land of Goshen in which my people dwell, that no swarms of flies shall be there. To the end that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of the earth. Now listen, verse 23 and I will put a division between my people and your people. Tomorrow this, tomorrow shall this sign be. So you see again, it, the separation there where God is concerned is between, is the separation of and the distinction of those who are serving him and those who are not, those who belong to him and those who don't. It is further, it is definitely worth noting further, especially as we are talking in Genesis 1-4 about God dividing the physical light and the physical darkness. If we just come over in Exodus a couple of chapters in chapter 10 and in chapter 10 of Exodus, this is actually, it speaks of the ninth plague. There were 10 in all and the ninth plague was the plague of darkness. And it, and so it's good to just talk about this here because we're talking about physical light and dark in Genesis. And then here, uh, let's read starting with verse 21. And this is concerning the ninth plague. Exodus chapter 10, verse 21. And the Lord said unto Moses, stretch out thine hand toward heaven, that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, even darkness which may be felt. And Moses stretched forth his hand toward heaven, and there was a thick darkness in all the land of Egypt three days. They saw not one another, neither rose any from his place for three days. Man, that's, that's, now that's some darkness. 
Therese said, you know, you can't even see your hand in front of you. They said, we're just going to sit here and we're not going to do anything until the darkness passes. Now that's dark. Now look at what the rest of verse 23 says. But, but, but all, all, not some, all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. Who y'all? But I tell you, this is some powerful, powerful stuff. And I tell you that, you know, you would just kind of think, goodness, you know, it, it took 10 plagues, but you know, how much do people need to <laughs> see that, you know, there's um truly literal light and darkness um, where the people of God are spared. And they talked about how Pharaoh hardened his heart. Boy, that is some definitely some hardening there. Verse five of Genesis chapter one again, verse five says, and God called the light day and the darkness he called night. Now there he's, um, you know, again, he's talking about and establishing the day from the night as we, um, and that carries into today in the days and the nights, the 24 hour periods, uh, the 24 hour days cycles that we are in now. Amen. But the further, um, to expand upon this further, the scripture says God called the light day. Now, and we continue to see the separation at work here that um, the day and the night, you know, they don't coexist either. Either it's day or it's night. And, you know, they, 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 there's just no mixing there. Uh, that further takes us to the principle and establishing of doctrine here again. First Thessalonians chapter five and verse five says this, quote, you are all the children of light. And this is talking to the people of God, the church at Thessalonica. You all, you are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. So here establishing doctrine, you know, where he's in Genesis, he's talking about physical day and night and light and dark and the physical, but on the, the spiritual application, it is establishing the doctrine. Second Corinthians chapter six and verse 14. Now, again, first in Thessalonians five, five, if I can repeat, he is calling us just as he in Genesis 1-4 or 1-5, God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And then here he's picking up and amplifying that you are children of light and you are children of the day. You're not of the night nor of the darkness. Then Second Corinthians 6 and 14 He says, for what fellowship has righteousness with 
unrighteousness and what communion has light with darkness. So there you see the synonymous or the terms uh, light and dark, righteousness and unrighteousness, and day and night. Further on in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 6 and verse 17, since he said in verse 14, he said, you have no fellowship with righteousness and unrighteousness. So there again, dark, dark and light don't mix. They've been separated. Uh, he takes it further in, chap in verse 17 of 2 Corinthians. He said, wherefore, or because of this, because you have no fellowship, wherefore come out from among them. Them who? Them who are in the dark. And be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. Amen? Chapter 5 of Ephesians talks further about walking in the light. And verse 8 of Ephesians 5, the Apostle Paul says this, for you were sometimes darkness, but now are you light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. There are other scriptural examples. Those are just a few that I gave. But, you know, it. this is a reminder that sometimes um, it's it can be tough, at least as far as, facing persecution, though I still think, you know, the persecution in our country, which thank God is not, definitely not bad, like it, or terrible as it is in other parts of the world. But, you know, I think we have all heard here and there, or you know, Miss Goody Two-Shoes, or, you know, who do you think you are, and uh, Miss Holier-than-thou, or whatever, all of these silly terms. Well, no, you're not any of those things. You're just walking in the light or as a child of the light, which God has told you to walk. It's not that you think you're better than anybody. Uh, you're just, he said, come out and be separate. And so you come out and you're separate. No, I don't think I'm better than you. I'm just coming apart and being separate <laughs> because um, light, as he said, has no communication or communion with the darkness. But it is a wonderful thing to come out of the darkness, which as the scripture clearly tells us that we all were that darkness. Yes, before we came to Christ, sure we were, but now we are light in the Lord. Well, this is a good place to stop today. And may the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word to our hearts. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed the lesson. See you again next week.